welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking about gene drives and feral cats with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who appropriately thinks feral cats are bad. Synthetic biology could be a safer, more humane way of curbing invasive species. But does it pass the pub test? It turns out that Australians might be more supportive of genetic modification to tackle feral cats than you might think. So, Ellen, we have to start at the beginning. What is a gene drive? So it's a technology that doesn't quite exist yet. We're talking something that's probably going to be available in the next, like, five, ten years. Okay. It basically... It revolves around the idea that it ensures that a certain gene must get inherited. Mm -hmm. So instead of having a 50% chance of inheriting this gene from your parent, you've got a 100% chance of inheriting it. So in practice, what that means is say you've got a population of feral cats you want to control, you release a bunch of feral cats that have been genetically modified such that they only produce male offspring and all of their offspring only produce male offspring. So then eventually all of the cats in the area are male and that means that they can't mate any further and reproduce more. Mm -hmm. So it's theoretically a pretty humane way of dealing with invasive species because it's stopping them from reproducing but it's not killing them. So it's not like baiting or shooting, um, Mm -hmm. including any of those dangers. And if you can target it to one species like cats, then it's not going to affect any of the native species in the area. For sure. So it's being investigated by a few different places. The New South Wales government is really interested in it after the mouse plague. And the CSIRO is also running studies on the acceptability of gene drives among Australians. Okay, so that's quite interesting. Why do we want to know if gene drives have public support? So there's basically no point developing a new technology if people don't support it. Now, genetic modification is obviously a really historically very controversial thing. Hot topic. Yes, exactly. And, you know, as it should be, it's like it's not something you should take lightly. And invasive species management, similarly, extremely controversial. Sure. The Brumbies is a really good example. There are some people that want them to completely gone and there are some people who think the brumbies are very culturally important right. to parts of australia so you know they're both they're both two really hot button issues they're the sort of things that could get very easily politicized and that there could be a lot of public antagonism towards so the CSIRO has been asking people what they think about synthetic biology and genetic technology like this for a while, and they've just published this study they've done on public perceptions of gene drives being used to control feral cats specifically. Okay, and so what exactly did the study do? So they surveyed nearly 4,000 Australians from a really sort of broad demographic mm-hmm. geographic area. They sort of they they looked at country populations of people, people in areas where there were lots of feral cats um, and people in environments where there weren't. First, they asked them for their opinions on synthetic biology in general, and then they played them one of four different animations explaining what a gene drive is, and it's focused on different aspects of the gene drive and how it could be used to control feral cats. So some of them focused on the damage that feral cats cause, some of them focused on the science of the gene drive, um, but a few different um, animations explaining them. 
and then asked for really, really detailed opinions on gene drives and feral cats. So obviously there was the the money question, do you support this? Um, But also looking at like how much of your tax money would you be willing to go towards this? Um, How much would you support this compared to conventional methods? Uh, Wanted, you know, they had a lot of open-ended questions where people could just type in responses. So they were really interested in kind of taking the whole temperature of people's opinions, not just kind of looking for a yes-no answer. And so... The suspense is killing me, Ellen. What do people actually think about gene drives? I was quite surprised by the results because they found that 86% of participants were moderately to strongly supportive. Oh, wow. That's gene drives. Yeah, that's really positive. Yeah, it's really, really big, right? And 11% had little or no support. So that's a very small proportion of the population. Obviously, people in areas with lots of feral cat predation were much more supportive um, and they were Mm -hmm. also much more supportive to say, well, I'd be willing to, you know, get involved and volunteer in one of these gene drives once they become available. Cat owners were unsurprisingly less supportive on average, (laughs) Um, a lot less keen about it. They were, however, a lot more interested. They said I'd be much keener to get my cat to sex if I knew it was in a gene drive area. So, you know, that shows that they're they're paying attention and, you know, interested in protecting their cat as well. They talked a lot about how it seemed like the most humane way to deal with the cats. Obviously, the people who voiced their concerns, some of them were just flatly anti the whole idea, which is yep. reasonable. Some people had much more nuanced nuanced ideas. So people talking about like, well, with cane toads, for instance, we've clearly, we've, we've used scientific solutions to invasive species problems before and it hasn't gone very well for us. So okay, sure. The, you know, there's reason to be concerned. People were concerned about their own cats, that sort of thing. Um, but the mood was very favourable overall. Um, I had a chat to Dr. Aditi Mancad, who's a co-author of the report um, and one of the CSIRO researchers, and she pointed out that Complete acceptance is impossible. That's Mm -hmm. not what you're looking for. What you're looking to gauge is people's general opinion and sort of the acceptability of something. Is it something that there are just too many people who are never going to support it or is it something that you could work with? Sure. It looks like it's the latter. So out of curiosity, did they look at whether or not they thought people would be less accepting if the technology was available much sooner, like next week, for example? Yeah. So they asked about timeframes and stuff, but obviously it's really hard to gauge uh, when you're talking about a theoretical tech. Sure. It's really hard to gauge what people are going to say if the tech was actually available immediately. Um, Mankad said to me, it's almost definitely the case that if the tech was available next week, there'd be way more people who were against it. Right. She she was very, very confident that that <laughs> That support number was going to go down. Um, but that's why they're doing the research now, sure. right? And that was why they were playing those different animations. They wanted to figure out how can we broach this with members of the public in a way that's going to get them to think about it before it's available and hopefully gets people to address it before it becomes a really eminent problem that you need a clear opinion on straight away. Sure. And so do you think this means that we're going to be seeing more gene drive technology discussions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said before, it's the New South Wales government is really interested in it to control the mouse plague. Actually, Mankad said to me that people are much less fond of mice and also much more aware of how destructive they are compared mm-hmm. to feral cats. So she thought it was very likely that they'd be much more supportive of a gene drive in for a mouse plague. It was kind of a good place to to start testing out the te- technology. But yeah, it's it's going to be appearing in other places as well. They're looking at it in mosquitoes too, those sorts of things. 
for sure. And just before we wrap up, Ellen, I'd like to throw cockroaches in the mix. If New South, Gov- <laughs> New South Wales government has any interest in eradicating them, I'd be, uh, I'd definitely put my hand up to volunteer. But very interesting food for thought. Thank you, Ellen. Real insight and- into your apartment, I think. My or my old apartment, as I keep <laughs> fleeing the cockroach-ridden apartments in Sydney. Oh no. That's right. But thank you to everyone for listening and be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the listener app now and listen for free. Listener.